Taking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Everyone is ready. I will not wait until anyone is ready because I am far more important. Because fuck you. Because fuck you, everybody. Mm-hmm. What Gundam? Show me the box. Can you show me the box? What's the Gundam? Yeah, let me get? grab it here. Oh, guys, I'm getting, I'm getting excited. Jeff's getting into miniatures and modeling. Hot damn, I like it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. I'm a Gundam nerd, so this is a new yes. Are you going to paint it up and everything? Or does it come pre-painted? It comes pre-painted. It has some stickers, but, I mean, I've read about, like, panel lining and shit like that. That seems Oh, yeah, easy. that's right. That gets easy to learn and adds a lot. So do it. They have like cool little liner pens. They have like little pens you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen those. Yep. Gundam no, no, I'm not gotten into like Gundam stuff. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for you. You know me. Mm-hmm. I love my plastic crack. I know when I bought it, I was like, dude, Ben will geek out on this. Hell yeah. I've always thought about buying a Gundam. Nippers? I mean, fuck, man. You gotta have you gotta have your nippers. I don't have mine. Oh hell yeah. I don't have mine in this, not in this place. That's fair. One of my one of my many sanctuaries. <laughs> uh, well, hey everybody, welcome back to Ignorant Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you live via the magic of the interwebs here in consensual virtual studios, where uh, you know Max and Jeff and I get together and talk about topics from the internet on the internet, and that is the that's the magic of what this uh what, what this podcast is we are joined as always by our crimson hosts mr jeff watson hey boys mr max sarakist and sarak i thought the magic was friendship the the maybe it was the friends we made along the way and i am ben hollywood heroes journey whitmore and this is your podcast where we take your topics and turn them into our show max is going to tell you how to do that yeah it's super easy all you have to do is send us a question or even a statement uh we're very not an emoji we're not that picky honestly you can send us damn near anything and uh because we're desperate and we know that's attractive we've talked about Um, the t-tags before (laughs) uh no you can hit us up on the twitters at iganon you can hit us up on the instagrams at iganon you can click the submit a topic button via our website you can email us ignorant and uninformed at gmail.com. And those are the best ways to get topics to us. And then we'll put them in the salad spinner uh, and uh, salad spinner. draw them out and then get you a t-shirt and possibly start calling you saint. If you're really good to us in our podcast and giving us topics. And you performed four miracles. No, no. See, we said no miracles verified and sanctified by the church of ignorant and uninformed. No, see, now we're playing into that whole trope of us being a religion one day. Like, it, it's, it comes up oddly often. It does. It does. I just, it's the imagery of saints running around. We'll, we'll send out Kool-Aid packets, too, one day with questions. Oh, ooh. Yeah. And we'll set a time where we all drink the Kool-Aid at the same time. Yes. And then we'll In all be like, wow, suit. this tastes like shit. <laughs> um, matching tracksuits. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so what and are we no talking one will about die. Today? Uh, uh, we're talking about board games through history. Yes. The significance of board games through history, courtesy of Roscoe Tealeaf. Thanks, Roscoe. Roscoe Tealeaf. Yes. I don't know who that is, but awesome. Yes. 
That sounds like a stage name. It is definitely a pseudonym, a pen name. Okay. Um, for uh, yeah, the old uh, the dude uh, Jack. Shout out Jack. Thanks for the the love, buddy. What's up? Um, dude owns the Heroes Games down in Texas and does a bunch oh, of other things. But Roscoe T. Cool. Leaf was the name of one of his like favorite three point five characters um, that he sent me a backstory for, which is awesome. Which I <laughs> halfling uh, planes runner. Uh, okay. Very, yeah, uh, very cool backstory. But anyway, so like he's Dope. decided to support the podcast. And so now we're talking about board games and here we are. Okay. Nice. The importance of board games throughout history. I mean, <laughs> sure. We can change that noun to other things as well. Um, Wasn't that what I, he said? It was, it was. the importance. Oh, okay. it, it was. Oh. I just like, we can go in other directions too. Uh. <laughs> That's uh. all. That's all. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Huh. That's something I've never really thought about. When did like the modern board game come to be? Well, what are we going to define as the modern board game? Uh, I mean, anything I would think like checkers, chess, stuff like that has existed for a long time. I would okay. consider that a modern board game. Okay. I would say we're like Monopoly. Okay. And moving forward, I would consider modern, but I don't know how far back Monopoly goes. I want to say it's like- early nineteen, uh, well, like early nineteen hundreds. I want to say, and okay. Monopoly has a really interesting history that yeah. is like been covered. Yeah, it's worth looking into. I think there was actually HBO might have done like a miniseries or documentary about it. I know there was an Adam Ruins Everything sketch on it, but uh, the story of Monopoly is like so poetically ironic and beautiful. Because it started as a game, and I think Ben, we've talked about this. Maybe I think that, so. Yeah. That it like started as a game, like talking about the evils of capitalism, showing that no one can actually win, and mm-hmm. that like the system is completely flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the woman who made it originally made it as like a parable of anti-capitalist propaganda, and then of course it got bought and then shifted to like complete capitalist sure. propaganda. Sure. You can um, only win by destroying your opponents, that kind of thing. Owning all the property. Exactly. That's um, funny. Yeah. Is that why I'm terrible at Monopoly? I think it is. You're too much of a socialist, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what? You can have you can stay at my hotel. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's gonna be fine. Like, look how many rooms I have. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I, whatever. Give me a dollar. Like, I don't make anything if they're empty. Mm. You know what? Just pay me. Rate. Pay me the one house rate, and you know we'll just call it good. You you should play the game too. You should you should be able to keep playing. Mm-hmm. I just always got bored of Monopoly. Well, the um, games take so long. <clears throat> exactly. But that's why I get bored in most board games. They take too fucking long. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things in Monopoly that like not everybody plays with the real rules. Like there's because there's a lot of like putting money in the in the free parking stuff that that's not in the rules like that that's that's a that just perpetuates the people staying in the game longer because you could you could maybe win but and also like if no if somebody lands on a property that's not purchased and doesn't buy it it's supposed to go to auction and someone has to buy it including the bank the hmm. bank can buy it back and see that would make the games go a lot quicker yeah yeah and then mm. it's very strange. So, like every time someone lands on a space, money is supposed to change hands. Mm. So, but like a lot of times, you don't. And then, like mm. going to jail, 
I don't know. There's there's a lot of like original rules or like modified rules that everybody sort of plays with that aren't really there. Like you're also not supposed to be able to collect rent if you're in jail, and a lot of people play that you do. Yeah, man. Can't be get if you if you're a felon, you can't be getting that money. Yeah. No, it's just like but if you're in jail, you're also supposed to be able to buy that person's properties if you land on them. And if you can afford everything that's on that property, you can buy it out from them. Damn. Also, so I, also, think, I think that's in the rules too. But like, So you want to put your opponents in jail as quick as possible. Yeah, so you try to like buy, you put them in jail so you can buy them out. <laughs> so you can buy their like, shit okay, cheap. Everybody run exactly. around and buy up their properties so mm. they have nothing when they get out. Mm. You know. Right. And that's like, maybe that's like a fast track rule. I don't know. But I remember that being a rule at some point because I got pretty cutthroat about board games at some point in my life and started reading all the rules and like, you know, being like, why does Monopoly suck so much? But I am terrible at Monopoly. I'm just really bad. I'm like, I just like, I like collecting the colors. Well, yeah, you're also, I mean, I think being lawful good is not the best for winning. Right. Like, so Ben is a very lawful, good person. Like he wants everyone to have a good time and like, you know, that's counterproductive to dominating your competition. Sure. So what makes a good, so I assume lawful evil is the best monopoly player. Probably. I mean, I think you want to own all the, the, I mean, best is best is an interesting word right like uh i think yes the most dominant players at board games are probably the ones who are lawful evil because they are the ones that are the most self-interested uh i.e evil but also like stick to the rules i mean i guess you could make an argument for like neutral evil players might be the absolute best but they might get caught cheating whereas like a lawful evil person probably won't cheat they'll just like know the letter of the law and put the screws to you with it Mm -hmm. my thought well how do you sorry i missed how do you cheat at monopoly oh i don't know if you're the banker you can probably oh snag i was was talking just within the actual rules of the game all right see that's very lawful of you um yeah uh but I would also say, like, I was sitting here listening to you guys talk, and it occurred to me, because, Jeff, you mentioned, like, chess and checkers and all the like, backgammon, you know, games that we assume have yeah. been around for a long time. Yeah. And I know that, like, chess at one time, you know, used to teach strategy, right? Like, and the game, that game itself has evolved over time and in various different ways, too. Like, I listened to, there's a dude with a podcast called Cautionary Tales, who went on another podcast of Brits and they were just like talking about, and the history of chess came up and it was super fascinating talking about how like in different courts and in different times, different pieces got added. And there was like, Mm. yeah. um, I don't remember much other than the fact that like, there's a lot of versions of that game before the one that we found was settled upon. Um, And how long ago was that? When? Fuck. I mean, when it was settled upon and like yeah. codified on this does this and these mm. things we have. I definitely do not know, man. I know most of the changes they were talking about. Um, I wonder if there's like a tie with globalization, honestly, because like most of the changes they were talking about were like specific to different like countries and kingdoms and, and reigns even. And so at some point, that power was consolidated mm-hmm. 
and like chess became what it is today. Well, did all I, I'm curious too. Did the game start differently in each region of the world? And then, as the world like what we call chess, maybe started as something completely different. Let's say just in Russia, great. And then in Britain, maybe they didn't call it chess, but they had a similar game. Did they all start separately? And then sure. come together, I wonder. That would be an interesting way to think about, it, right? Because like there's a couple adaptations in nature, like the ability to fly or mm-hmm. like various things that like different species will evolve similar yeah. like thresholds at a time. Yeah. And so, you know, like you could argue like the illusionist and the prestige, right? Like sometimes it happens in Hollywood, uh, yeah. where like two identical movies get put out or yeah. um and then they can, and then I guess, as like you said, is maybe world trade became more of a thing. There was cross pollination, and then maybe they took the best of each of the different games and made chess. I don't know. Be curious how it evolved. Maybe, or I mean, like I appreciate your generous interpretation. Like my fucking cynical ass would be like, well, whoever had the most money made the pieces and said these are it, and mm. like maybe. Maybe we play the shittiest version of the game chess now. Like, it's just what became popular. Yeah. Like, was the board always that size? I'm curious. Hmm. No, like, I know one of the things that got brought up was, like, no, there was some board, there were some boards that were, like, much, much bigger. Um, Mm. And more pieces, I assume? Oh, absolutely. Like, there were elephants and viziers and, like, yeah, yeah, I... I would be interested to learn more. I, and if you do, like, let me know yeah. because you sound intrigued. I could, I could see at that point, essentially, it would be good battlefield training. And so that's sort of what they were talking about is that, like, you know, if it's a game that started with strategy and you think about warfare for a certain length of time, but, like, how that's evolved, too. And so if the game to teach warfare would then, it would only stand to reason, also have to evolve to keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is interesting and not something you think about, but that's perfect mm-hmm. because I think that might be like the original importance of board games, at least. Cause that's what I was thinking about, like listening to you and Ben talk and, you know, talking about, it was just like, Oh shit. Yeah. Cause you know, monopoly trying to teach people about capitalism, trying to teach people about sure. things, chess, trying to teach people about war and safe environments. And so like, mm-hmm. Is that, is that what game, are games teaching tools? Are they didactic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At what point, I mean, were they ever used for just purely entertainment? I mean. Even back then, I wonder, centuries ago. Probably, but I was even thinking of like, like games of sport. You know, and like, just but like, those are teaching like how to use body mechanics, right? Like, there's games to teach you how to throw, um, you know, the importance of like quickness and movement. And yeah, I mean, again, right? Like, you're always, we, we'll find what we look for. So I imagine mm-hmm. in most games, uh, have like some sort of teaching principle behind them, but not like drinking games. Drinking games are just there to get drunk, man. Um, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think that's a different, that's a whole different category. That's a different, it's a different type of game over there. Yeah. That's um, just, yeah. Well, like, I mean, you know, obviously I learned how to be a surgeon from playing Operation. Sure. I, 
I learned I mean, life, the game of life. Yeah. You, you beat me to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I know how to win life. You uh, roll the ladders. Yeah. You roll dice, you get lucky, you have yeah. a couple kids and then, uh, you know, you hopefully you get a good career. Otherwise you're mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. Life. Mm-hmm. Um, choice, choice is, uh, choice is an illusion. That's what <laughs> life taught me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like shoots and ladders, you could, you know, make the argument of like one step forward, you know, two steps forward, one step back, or just like the mm-hmm. inevitable. Always keep moving forward. Yeah. Right. And like, sometimes you get knocked out. Sometimes, man, you hit them snakes, which mm-hmm. weird that. I don't remember snake. I haven't played that game in a long time. There were yeah, snakes. So I don't remember. Shoots and ladders, snakes and ladders. Like, yeah, whatever. Like you, mm. yeah, you would roll a die. And then if you landed on the the shoot, like you went down and the ladder would take you up. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that was the extent of that game. Trying to get to heaven. Is that what it was about? Hell yeah, baby. Trying to get out of this shitty place. <laughs> uh, Candyland, of course, teaches ones the merits of diabetes. Yes. Uh, yes. Mousetrap. The most convoluted solutions are the best solutions. Dude, dude. <laughs> the opposite of Occam's Razor, for sure. <laughs> that Rubble machines, yeah, yeah, are super cool, and we need them to catch mm-hmm. house pests. Uh, I do appreciate that it was a non-kill trap. I think, like they didn't it just, was, like, it just trapped them so you could release them. It didn't, yeah, it. it just put it in a cage. Yeah, and there was no like fumigation or like poison that got laid down. <laughs> I, I actually played Mousetrap. Not ter- within the last five years, Ooh. and like that was a game that like as, within I don't know an hour of opening the box, I probably had lost pieces, right? Which like in sure. that game is mm, no buenos. Yeah, uh, but my cousin and his kids had it, and so I remember playing it up there with them, and like it was all pristine and put away, and like they had all the pieces. It was like, oh fuck yeah. Hmm. Uh, what about sorry? There you go. I'm gonna fuck you over and then apologize, even though I'm not really sorry. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you how to fake apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like uh, Escape from Fireball Island. Obviously, that game is steal the treasure of the natives and get the fuck out of the island. You know, imperialism. Um, okay. Before they come back, it was kind of a mouse trappy game where there was like a marble and there was like this volcano mouth. It was very. Oh, Indiana I do Ch- remember that. Temple now. of Doom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, what is sorry? What was the mechanic in sorry that like would you push people back and that's why you would be like sorry? I don't remember if you could jump their pieces and then send them home. Was that what it was? And they were trying to get to an end goal. I mean, I can't remember. I just remember the thing you pop in the middle. Oh, sure, the bubble. The dice. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what you were apologizing for that you weren't actually sorry about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm better than you. Sorry oh, I'm winning. I guess we couldn't call the game because fuck you. So. Because fuck you. This game is called <laughs> BFY. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should, man. Like, honest trailers, honest board games. Ooh, uh, I like it. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, man. Um Trying to think of other games that I played. I mean, um, we played a shit ton of sorry, hungry, hungry hippo. Oh, hungry, hungry hippos. We played that a shit ton. It's never enough. I think that's what that game taught me. Eat, oh. eat, eat oh, well beyond okay. your means. Yes, yes. And eat more so no one else because yes. like, it's a, it's a competition. Food is a competition. 
Yeah. And you can't better... be food on the table. It all no. has to be eaten. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of other games that I played a lot of as a kid that taught me very important and meaningful lessons about the way that the world works. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, I had one, but I lost it. That's okay. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, trivial pursuit. <laughs> oh. Very, very yeah. trivial pursuits. <laughs> like this game will, t- <laughs> this game is just a way for you to show off about how much, you know, that's not really important. I mean, trivial. yeah. I mean, the trivial original pursuit. Trivial Pursuit, holy fuck, difficult. But yes, and I think that it depends on when you were born. Like, I oh, think 100%. Because I can remember, we played a lot of Trivial Pursuit. It's generous to say that I played. I was witness to a lot of Trivial Pursuit games at Thanksgivings at my mom's parents' house, and my uncle yeah. fucking crushed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but John is like in his 70s. Exactly. And yeah. So for like me, yeah, no, I mean, like he was like, there were, I'd never heard of half the answers. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> Not until they had like the expansion packs of, I forget what categories, but it was like, okay, this is more 80s stuff. Yeah. But even then I feel like it got dumber. Oh, it definitely lost. its diff- I mean, yeah, it had to have been made easier. To get a wider audience. <laughs> is so is that the lesson then in that one? Sometimes you gotta dumb it down ah. to pull in more fish. I don't know. I mean, cast a bigger net. Yeah. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh go fish. You think there's a lesson there? I mean, you could definitely lie in that game. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Get me twos. You're holding all the twos. No, go fish. Go, go fish. That's dirty, man. Oh, that definitely happened. What? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm not know. saying I did, but I remember <laughs> you'd have to look at people's cards. You're like, I know you have a fucking. <laughs> and then the game is over. Okay. I mean, sure. I, I'm sure that also happened. I'm trying to think if I ever lied to go go fish. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I care about winning enough. <laughs> Maybe I'm sure at various times at various points in life uh, sure. I can only imagine that we mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Hmm. Ben's been awfully quiet. I wonder what he thinks. Well, yeah, he yeah. I guess their <laughs> bathrooms are flooding, so I don't know what he's in the middle of right now. Well, I thought I came into this I thought it was Comcast. What? And the bathrooms? Jesus. Yeah, he's not having a good day. All oh, time. is that what I missed? Like you want to air Ben's laundry before we cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh right on, man. Uh hmm. Yeah, cool. Well that's that, that for the folks at home. Rachel, if you wonder why we you haven't heard anything from Ben, it's because <laughs> <laughs> and I do love you. I love you dearly, Rachel. I hope you know that. Um, so, I mean, did board games like that come to be in the 1900s? Did they not exist? Like 1800s? I don't know. I, I'm i going to say that there, or did were, they, there were they just more into dice, card games. I, that would be my guess, man. And, my, and I'm going to put it at like manufacturing in factories. Because you think, but like. Oh, before, for sure. 
before then, like every board was homemade or made individually. Yeah. And so then like, you know, they're probably, I'm sure there were like regional games that have popped up, like be they like little markers with dice, backgammon pieces, you know? Yeah. Eagles. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd be curious. But yes, I mean, for those reasons alone, everything is obviously handmade and then you have to store the shit and yeah. 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 Well, and I remember, so like, um, <laughs> Phil, shout out Phil. Phil Meredith, we love you. Um, shout out Phil, long time listener, good friend and all that shit. Uh, his family actually made a board game called the farming game i want to say that was very monopoly-esque but was like a big mechanic of the game was about borrowing money and like proper use of debt and how like but it was also like you were facilitating orchards and so like the yield of the crops were very much random and so okay. there was an element of chance and you could totally get fucked um but you could also like you know hedge your bets and whatnot Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm going back to like the teachings man that mm -hmm. like that is probably the root and origin of yeah like the importance of games maybe and yeah. i think and i think you're probably right this um yeah it was probably like decks of cards and dice and things that were like much easier but even i wonder about a deck of cards man like I wonder when do have those always been uniformed? No, you're right because yeah, hmm, that I don't know either. Yeah, me either, man. Because obviously you'd have you'd want to manufacture them as close as possible to being uniform. Otherwise, it's marked cards. Hmm. Right, right. but like when right, but and then like also like it stands to reason that like until they could be mass produced on a scale, I'm sure that there were like, yeah. Idiosyncrasies, like regional differences in sure. decks of cards and sure. And obviously the art and mm -hmm. yeah. When did the modern deck of cards come to be? That'd be another interesting. Yeah. Right. All these interesting questions. Mm -hmm. hmm. uh, man, you were not wrong. Uh, yeah. That episode of Andor. Fuck. Uh, brutal. Shit's about to hit the fan. I that love how it ended. I, how uh, Andy Circus is coming around slowly, and then finally he's like, 12 guards, never more than 12. I didn't realize that was Andy Circus. Yeah, the boss of the floor is Andy Circus. Like fucking Golem and shit? Mm -hmm. No way. That's what that dude looks like? Yeah. The dude's jacked. I would have never yeah, he's guessed. He's a big dude. Yep. Well, he was in I, Age of Ultron. He get his arm cut off. Okay, fair. Oh, I believe you. Okay, I definitely believe you. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really love to see that at Prison to Break. Uh, is gonna be super cool. Yeah, in the next episode. Well, it's cool, and I would have never known this unless I'd read it. So one of the guys on the crew, his name's like Mishi or something like that. Yeah, he's in Rogue One. I wondered. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I definitely, so, you know, we, you and I were laughing uh, privately, not on the show, about um, how I just assumed it was going to be done after six episodes and was just like, that's mm. lackluster. I wanted more. 
but it did really really make me want to go back and watch Rogue One, and so yeah. I still probably will when they finish this season. Oh, 100%. Um, and I'm yeah. sure there's going to be all sorts of Easter eggy world-building type things that are in oh, yeah. and around there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it's cool how it just deepens the 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 whole rebel thing. Everyone's not a rebel for the same reason. They all got to be rebels for different reasons, and that's much more interesting to me. Yeah, well, it's like I'm curious what it is about the world building that they are doing that is so much more satisfying to us than like other things that have been done. You mean like Mando and Boba Fett or? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily looking for answers because I, I would be curious to hear your take on it eventually. Don't get me wrong. And I'm yeah. interested to hear what I come up. But like that is, it's like infinitely more satisfying and it's like, it's building what feels like a richer world yeah. in ways that those other shows aren't. And I don't know why or how, or like, I can't, I'd be curious. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely the longer. So, I mean, the point we are in Andor, the, those seasons for those shows would already be over. So they're fleshing shit out more. We're getting more about people's motivations, mm. right? We're in like Boba Fett. I don't know what any of their fucking motivations are because they don't even fucking talk about them. You know, he, I'm a warlord now. I'm the boss of this town. It's like, well, you haven't shown uh, that, you know, less, less action, more depth, more actual. I wonder, I would be curious dialogue wise, like mm-hmm. just like word counts of scripts, like, mm. like the literal, like, are there literally more words being said? Probably. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Or do those words matter more? I was just, yeah. Yeah. Idle thoughts. Um, and yeah. I was also really hoping, how far are you in Tales of the Jedi? Uh, crap. Did I get to four or five? I forget. I didn't. I don't think I've watched the last one, but I think I watched four and five. Are there okay. six of them? I don't know. Have, did you see? You can spoil it. I mean, say what you're going to say. Oh no! Like Qui Gon as as an old man, old man Qui Gon. He was older. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and like Count Dooku, and it was so like there is just a big jump in. Like I was really hoping they were going to show more of Dooku's process of becoming Sith as opposed to, uh, Oh yes. Yes. Sorry. Him just being like, there. I watched the Yaddle episode. Yeah. I saw, I watched that last night too. I was like, fuck yeah. man, this is kids keep on coming. Yeah. Uh, that was dark too. Yeah. That was super dark, but I, I felt like it was, yeah, it wasn't fleshed out. It's just like, here no. he is. No, and I guess that's just it. Like, if you want to tell little vignettes that just skim the surface and jump between characters, like, I think that's cool. And I think you can do that well. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're just, like, skipping stones across a character, yeah, that that's when it gets... It's not as good. Yeah. I enjoy the vignettes, but they're not near as deep. They can't be. I mean... Yeah, by definition. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're very good. I, I enjoy them. But Andor, I far and above enjoy more for those reasons. It's 
just cool and you're learning why the empire is actually super brutal and shitty it's like okay and they're not a bunch of dum-dums you know (laughs) it's definitely true uh i mean that woman officer cruising around doing her shit it's like god damn and she's really good yeah i mean all the actors are excellent in the show it's really good yeah no doubt man and then finding out that one one rebel is Mon Mothma's cousin. Yeah, totally. That was cool. Which, like, there was a, there was a hint dropped earlier um, about her having a rich family, or yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, well, I know there was a theory going around that she is Luthen's daughter, but oh. that would fit well. No, Just the I... way he was talking to her when he dropped off Andor is like that. Sounds like the way a, a dad would talk. No. His daughter is a dick. Yeah. I'll be curious to meet the like fucking crime boss is who I assume is what the banker dude. Uh, who do you think the crime boss? Do you have a theory on who it is or just? Oh, like, no, no. Just in general. Like I'm just yeah. curious to meet that character in the narrative of this story and see how that interaction plays out. Yeah. And like, I just have faith that it's going to be cool. Like I, yeah. Yeah, I have zero fucking theories, man. Yeah. Now that the rebellion had to be built kind of on dirty money. Wow, imagine that. No one's hands are clean. I know. No, and I think that's been good, too. It's like, okay, there's just a shit ton of gray, you know? I mean, I mean, my moth, she's trying. My moth is trying to be, do the right thing and not be dirty about it. But maybe just where she sullies her hands. She's already sullied her hands, like, working... In a sense, right? Like, of the, like, she is not, she's actively working to bring about the end of the empire. No, it's from within, right? Um, Yeah. But yes, her code of conduct, I could see where you're, where you're at. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. The Saw Guerrera, it was cool seeing him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, Yeah, they cast that, that dude is good. Um, mm-hmm. at that at that role mm-hmm. well cool man i say i mean we've it's been a half hour man that's all we can do right yeah uh <laughs> i guess uh for the sake of editing so all right real talk here with the this is how the sausage made folks um mm-hmm. so i assume we could end this call and just do one and call mm-hmm. it good we good draw except- another Exactly. You and I could like do the fake, like I'll do a fake outro, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey everybody, like, thanks for hanging out. And then yeah. like, I could do a fake intro and we could do yeah. another one and see I'm if he comes back. Yeah. Sweet dude. I'm into it, man. This will help build the bank. And, uh, <laughs> what dude, one day I'm going to get a spit take out of you on the fucking, like, luckily, luckily my cup's big enough. I could just spit back into that. Ah, I mean, I guess that's better than just seeing like the webcam. Just like, yeah, I'd rather not spew all over on your computer. Cool. Well, Hey everyone, thank you for downloading and listening. This has been another episode of ignorant and uninformed, uh, America, nay, the world's favorite podcast. Uh, shout out to Roscoe tea leaf. Thank you, Jack from Heroes. You rock. Uh, appreciate the topic. And uh, yeah, support the show. Become a saint. Get a t-shirt. Hit us up on the places. All that stuff's at the beginning. And uh, thank you if you made it this far for listening. We, appre- <laughs> we appreciate you. Bye. <laughs>